Welcome to another episode of About Mansfield. I'm Steve Casillo, always broadcasting from the Cellmark Studios, along with Colleen Daniel and the About Mansfield News team. Coming up today, it's Mansfield news and weather for the upcoming week. And a little later in the episode, you will have a chance to win a $25 gift card to a local Mansfield eatery with our Mansfield trivia question, courtesy of Joe Jenkins Farmers Insurance. Let's take a look at the stories we're covering this week. Ben Barber students earn national honors at Skills USA competition. What took place at this week's city council meeting? We cover it all in a moment with the mayor. I'm science reporter Dennis Webb. The recent COVID-19 spread locally continues to increase. And we have a list of the lowest gas prices in Mansfield in our feature, Who's Got Gas? Coming up in the features section. I'm science reporter Dennis Webb, and in today's science segment, I will discuss the first new discovery using the James Webb Space Telescope. Tis the season for flipping burgers in the backyard. I'm Angel Biasati, and today we're talking about summer safety tips in Methodist Mansfield News to Know. Location, location, location. That's the first rule of real estate. So what makes Mansfield the place to be? I'm Beth Steinke, and today we'll explore a few of the selling points that make our city so highly sought after in the Mansfield Real Estate Report. In this week's Cocktail of the Week segment, I'll be talking about a cocktail that'll make you proud that you are a Texan. We have the hot seven-day weather forecast. And in the talk segment, Steve talks in studio with Methodist Mansfield Medical Center CEO Juan Fresquez, part two. We are Mansfield's only source for news, talk, and information. This is About Mansfield. Hey, this is Jeff Kish from Bartlett Tree Experts. It's summertime and the living ain't easy if you're a tree. For the most part, trees enjoy summer, but when things get hot and dry, think about how you would feel. You get to go indoors to enjoy air-conditioned air and a nice cool drink while your trees and shrubs remain outside to tolerate the extremes of the season. Healthy, vigorous trees and shrubs tolerate weather extremes rather well, but long periods of excessive heat and lack of rain are formidable tree enemies. Stress, insects, and disease can also cause serious damage. Luckily, much of this can be prevented with the help of Bartlett Tree Experts. The best preventative care involves a program of fertilization, pruning, and management of insect damage and disease. Call us at 1-877-BARTLETT to take advantage of Bartlett's free summer checkup inspection. Trees are a valuable asset to the environment and to the value of your home. Don't entrust their care to anyone but the experts. Bartlett Tree Experts. Call 1-877-BARTLETT for your free tree inspection or visit us online at Bartlett.com. That's Bartlett.com. I'm Philip Washington, Chief Investment Officer of Stonehill Wealth Management and host of the Wealth Building Made Simple podcast. First book I read in college was Rich Dad, Poor Dad, and it changed my life. And since then, I've read tons and tons of books on money. And what I've done is taken those lessons, simplified them, and I talk about those lessons on my podcast, Wealth Building Made Simple. So come hang out with us. We're on every major platform, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and on YouTube, Wealth Building Made Simple. I'm Dr. Joseph Adams with Calibration Chiropractic and Functional Health. And if you or your loved one is suffering with headaches and or migraines, we invite you to come sit down with our team and see if we can find a solution. What we know about migraines is that they're a complex neurological disorder and there are many different triggers and appropriate treatment requires a team that can address all those factors. So if you or somebody you know is suffering from migraines, we invite you to come into the office and sit down and have a conversation with us and see if we can help you. Calibration Chiropractic and Functional Health, 408 South Main Street in downtown Mansfield. 
I'm Jason Moore, Executive Director of Mansfield Economic Development Corporation, and you're listening to About Mansfield. One Ben Barber Innovation Academy student took home national honors at the Skills USA competition held in Atlanta earlier this summer. Nine students earned top spots at the state level, earning them a trip to the Georgia Capitol. But it was William Cunningham who took the top spot in the country in the CNC milling technology category. Other Ben Barber students competed in the CNC turning technology, CNC technician, practical nursing, medical assisting, and in the health knowledge bowl. Skills USA is a career and technical student organization serving more than 395,000 high school, college, and middle school students nationwide. COVID-19 is still on the rise here in Mansfield, and with the update, roving science reporter Dennis Webb. Dennis? COVID-19 continues to spread locally. Tarrant County still judges the spread to be high. This past week, the county reported 167 new cases in Mansfield, a little bit more than the week before, and the highest number since this past February at the end of the Omicron wave. Countywide trends are similar, with 5.3% of the county's hospital beds holding the sickest of the local COVID sufferers. This is a five-fold increase over May in the, back in the spring. There's a slight increase in fatalities from the virus compared to the last couple months. Tarrant County Public Health recommends all eligible citizens get vaccinated. I'm back to using the N95 masks when I go out. I got my masks for free at CVS. From the science desk at About Mansfield, I'm Dennis Webb. Mansfield City Council held a regularly scheduled meeting on Monday. The following opinions of those of Michael Evans may not necessarily reflect those of the Mansfield City Council. Monday actually started early with a 3 p.m. work session. We say good morning to Mayor Michael Evans. Welcome back to About Mansfield. Good morning, my friend. It's good to be here. Let's talk about that 3 p.m. session. It's uh, business as usual. What happened there? Yes, in the uh, 3 p.m. work session, we talked about city fees that are part of the the uh, fiscal year 2023 budget. Believe it or not, we have some city fees that have not been uh, looked at in about uh, 14, 15 years. So uh, we uh, were uh, we received, if you would, uh, reports, suggestions from the various departments regarding uh, these rates, um, rates for ambulance services, for building permits, uh, things of that nature. We just wanted to make sure that uh, we are somewhere, uh, somewhat in the middle in regard to what our uh, actual uh, rates are uh, in the Metroplex. And uh, they brought uh, forth some very good ideas in that regard. So the 3 p.m. Uh, session, work session was all budget, all budget. And I, and let me say this in advance. Uh, we will have a balanced budget uh, this year, and uh, that's because of the great work that um, our financial staff does on a daily basis. And our ratings as well, our bond ratings continue to be high and uh, favorite. So uh, we're feeling real good about the uh, day-to-day in regard to our city. Let me ask you a layman's question about uh, the 3 p.m. session. Does it always go four hours? Are you always butting up against the 7 p.m. public session, or is there a little break in between your 3 o'clock and your 7 o'clock? You know what? That's a good question. Um, Now that we are in budget discussions, uh, they they can kind of butt up against the uh, 7 p.m. session because, again, when you look at the the intricacies of of, of a multi, you know, quarter of a billion dollar budget, uh, you you know, it's yeah, that's that's kind of what we what we deal with. A hardworking council. 
Uh, 7 p.m. session uh, started off with a couple of uh, couple of items: the hotel occupancy tax and uh, talking about downtown Mansfield as well. Yeah, you know, um, and and this is always an exciting time because uh, when the subcommittee uh, comes together to meet uh, the. Um, you know, we have a chance to see what some of the activities might look like uh, for uh, the upcoming year, 2023. And uh, we did, as a subcommittee, we, we approved uh, um, funding uh, recommendations, rather, for uh, the uh, Whataburger basketball tournament, things like that. Uh, you know, and I can name others, uh, uh, fine arts, cultural arts events, things of that uh, nature. You know, they, they um, are all geared toward inviting people into our city and, and enjoying what we know is uh, Mansfield and, and getting having the opportunity to see all facets of our city. So uh, th- that that's always a, a fun thing to do and a good committee to be a part of. And um, I just tell tell our listeners, you know, hey, stay tuned because Mansfield is going to really be rocking in 2023. Yeah, absolutely. And then again, with downtown Mansfield. Yes, yes. In regard to um, downtown Mansfield, our other uh, subcommittee, which is the revitalization of uh, historic downtown uh, Mansfield, we we heard from that particular group. And here's the highlight there. Uh, We are not taking our eyes off of our historic downtown because we believe that uh, downtown kind of sets the um, uh, demonstrates or shows the character uh, of our of our city to be honest with you it's really like Steve it's kind of like the epicenter you know things sure. should grow out from there and everybody should benefit from a from a great downtown after that the uh, you talked about the quarterly report. Yes, yes, we received um, uh, information regarding that, you know, and and the good the good news on the quarterly report is that the city's not broke, you know, (laughs) you know, you know. So uh, we're happy happy to report that. Also, um, sales taxes are up. You know, all of these these are all the things that benefit us. And and why is that so important? Well, so important because uh, that's how we're able to afford the quality of life that we have in the city of Mansfield. And uh, here's another word for our listeners. I I would say to them that if they would like to see what those quarterly reports look like, it's actually published in in somewhat of a a magazine form. And, and, you know, if you want to go and and, and look at that, uh, we try to be as transparent as as possible. I tell people to go to uh, www.mansfieldtexas.gov and um, they will have the opportunity to see, you know, where their hard-earned tax dollars are going. There you go. I'm just going to tee this up and you can hit it out of the park. Consent agenda. Yeah, well, the consent agenda, you know, we have like, 80 things on the consent agenda. No, that, I'm just kidding. But but we have a lot of things on consent agenda. Uh, they, they all passed. Let me just highlight a couple, if you don't mind. Uh, we passed a resolution authorizing a change order to the contract with Tegrity Contractors, uh, Inc., uh, for the construction of the public safety burn tower, uh, the foundation, and the skills pad project. Let me tell you why that's important. Uh, for the first time, uh, for the first time in, in the history of our city, we're actually going to have have the uh, training uh, um, apparatuses needed for our police and fire so that they can train. For example, when you say burn tower, it's just that, you sure. know, uh, uh, and God knows, especially at times like these where things are just burning up, uh, we're able to train in our city rather than go to other municipalities and, and, and pay those dollars to do that. So we definitely appreciate our taxpayers in, in making that happen. And of course, our police, uh, just like our fire, they are par excellence. 
a lot. I mean, nobody, uh, if, if you ask me, nobody's better than our police and fire. And I believe that they need uh, the equipment, and we believe it as a council. They need the equipment to uh, train on so that we can continue to be uh, one of the best in regard to uh, crime fighting and firefighting in the Metroplex. Another, another thing that uh, we did in regard to resolution authorizing the uh, city manager and the police department to make application to receive and expend um, grant funding uh, from the Texas Department of Motor Vehicle Crime Prevention Authority so that uh, we can continue a multi-agency task force. Uh, One of the things that um, we believe is that uh, partnership is very important. And uh, we partner with with our other uh, municipalities uh, so that uh, if your car gets stolen or vandalized, you know, we'll have a beat on that and we can uh, we can make sure that you have um, your vehicle. So, you know, these are the kinds of things that we pass on consent agenda and uh, we believe they're very important. Let's talk about a change in language to uh, multi housing Ordinance. Yeah. So, uh, you know, early on in the year, uh, we uh, expanded, started our inspection department for a multifamily uh, um, known as apartments and <laughs> for multifamily dwelling units. And uh, what here's what's important about that. Uh, we want to make sure that uh, for the multifamily units, the apartment units that we have around town, that they, you know, they start off looking great. But we want to make sure that they continue looking that way. Aesthetics is so important. I mean, who wants run down apartment buildings? Right. And I think that's a lot of the pushback, to be honest with you, uh, what they look like. So uh, our inspection department is going to go in and make sure that, um, you know, the upkeep is maintained and that uh they're beautiful structures, and we're going to keep pressing to make sure that that happens. Texas Parks and Wildlife, uh, again, I'm just going to tee it up and throw you out the topic. <clears throat> yes, we held a, a public hearing and a, um, a resolution regarding a grant application to the Texas Parks and Wildlife Department, and those dollars will fund um, the development of James McKnight Park West. James McKnight Park West. Uh, we know that uh, we need to give good attention to uh, McKnight uh, Park, so um, we're talking about the, the, the western uh, sector of that park, and um, we hope to receive those dollars, and when we do it, we hope to um, uh, present to the public a, a beautiful park, a beautiful place to go and to enjoy family or just some serene time. Nothing like a day in the park. Nothing like a day in the park. You're right about that. Just a couple of more items, uh, if, if facade improvements to downtown, and uh, let's... Let, Go ahead. Let's talk about that. Yeah. Well, you know, again, our uh, subcommittee, the uh, revitalization of historic downtown subcommittee, they uh, um, uh, brought forth to us. And, and actually, um, our staff person, um, Nicolette Rashuti, uh, uh, brought this to us. And um, what we want downtown, uh, and let me just say, we, we want to make sure that we have a beautiful downtown. Uh, we also want uniformity in, in the way that um, the buildings uh, look, they appear. So uh, we're talking about maybe making grant money available so that people can improve uh, those, those buildings. Now, what we did also was um, we, we sent that back to the subcommittee because, um, you know, we want to make sure that we are fair uh, to all of our, our business owners in the whole city. Okay. And, um, you know, we do give good attention to downtown, but, but uh, fair, it is fair for 
other business owners to ask, you know, well, what kind of help could we maybe get? Right. So uh, we, we're, we're working hard to uh, come up with some kind of an, an equitable uh, solution uh, because we want the entire city to look beautiful. And finally, there's a new addition to the MEDC board. Yes, uh, we, we welcomed uh, Juan Fresquez, uh, who is the president of Methodist Mansfield Hospital to our Mansfield Economic Development Corporation board. And uh, can't say enough about uh, that board. Uh, uh, Mr. Claus, uh, who serves as the chair of that board, he does an outstanding job along with uh, our staff person, our lead staff person, uh, Jason uh, Moore, uh, is doing outstanding. Listen, uh, we want to make sure that we have a board full of people who uh, are not afraid to go and sell Mansfield. You That's know, right. We, we believe that uh, we are that pristine place to be. You know, I call it God's country. We are the garden spot of Tarrant County, sir. <laughs> so uh, we want to uh, continue to uh, hype that and help people to know that we are here and we're open to do business. And if people stick around long enough, uh, you will hear part two of our interview with uh, Juan Fresquez, the president of Methodist Mansfield Medical Center, right here on About Mansfield. And that, my friends, is a moment with the mayor, Michael Evans. Good to see you every uh, every two weeks, and we'll see you in two weeks. Thank you very much for letting me come. Thank you for the great work that you all do. Are you still suffering at the gas pump? Gas prices have dropped dramatically over the past month, and from regular to premium, we are almost completely in the $3 range. By patronizing stations with lower gas prices, it creates a glut at the more expensive stations, forcing them to drop their price. So who has the lowest gas price in Mansfield? We do, right here on this podcast, as it's time for another segment of Who's Got Gas. According to GasBuddy.com, and as of Tuesday afternoon, July 26th, the least expensive regular gas in Mansfield is at Murphy, USA, at Matlock and Debbie, at $3.44 a gallon. The least expensive mid-grade gas in Mansfield is $3.76 a gallon and can be found at Murphy, USA, at Matlock and Debbie, and Kroger, right across the street, at Matlock and Debbie. The least expensive premium gas can be found at... Murphy USA at Matlock and Debbie at $4.02 a gallon. These prices do not include grocery store fuel rewards or other promotions. Membership stations such as Sam's Club traditionally run a few cents less per gallon, so shop the best deal. Help bring the cost down. Do the current gas prices still have you fuming? Forbes magazine reports that Big Oil, that's ExxonMobil, Chevron, Shell, Total Energies, and British Petroleum, is poised for a record-breaking $50 billion profit in the second quarter of this year. Just a reminder, if you have any news that's happening here in Mansfield, shoot us an email to news at aboutmansfield.com. That email address again is news at aboutmansfield.com. Please include your name and telephone number in case we need more information. Friday, July 29th is National Talk in an elevator day, a day that encourages us to strike up a conversation with a total stranger in an elevator. While most of us use this time to check our smart devices or perhaps blankly stare at the elevator doors, this day points us in a different direction. Whether riding with a stranger or perhaps someone familiar to us, start a conversation. You might meet someone new, or if you're riding with someone you know, Try to learn something new about them. Riding in an elevator can be a short, mundane experience inside a box. From another perspective, the short vertical trip could be a laughter break. Try some stand-up comedy by sharing a favorite joke. However, the best way to strike up a conversation in an elevator is to mention that it's National Talk in an Elevator Day. Or you could stop by 
talking about the sweltering, inconceivable, unapologetic, sickening, blazing, blistering, relentless, stifling, oppressive, scorching, incinerating, unacceptable, unbearable weather we've been enduring for the past month. By the way, thanks to our friends on Facebook for the adjectives. Let's head on over to the weather desk for the weekly forecast. Colleen? Got any more descriptive words? Well, Steve, I'm a huge fan of modifiers, so here are a few more. Broiling, sizzling, roasting, sultry, and torrid. Unfortunately, this inhumane heat isn't ending anytime soon, and climatologically speaking, the next three weeks are the hottest of the year in terms of average highs. Let's take a look at the toasty weather for the next seven days in Mansfield, Texas. We're continuing our streak of temperatures mostly over 100 degrees, with a high of 103 on Wednesday, 102 Thursday, and 101 Friday, when a little cold front is allegedly going to slide on through and bring us a 20 to 30 percent chance of rain Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. This could bring us down to a high of only 98 degrees on Saturday, 100 degrees Sunday, 101 on Monday, and 102 on Tuesday. The Tarrant Regional Water District recommends that Mansfield sprinklers deliver up to one inch of irrigation this week. Record temperatures have also meant record water use. Be mindful and help conserve water outdoors. Hand watering, drip irrigation, and soaker hoses are the most efficient. For more watering tips, visit waterisawesome.com. Coming up after the break, we turn the page to the features section. As always, we're talking science, health, real estate, home improvement, and rounding it out with the cocktail of the week. We are Mansfield's only source for news, talk, and information. I'm Colleen Daniel, and this is About Mansfield. At Methodist Health System, every person we treat Good morning, class. is a vital part of the communities we call home. Table for two. That's why we're dedicated to exceptional, innovative care. From robotic surgery and advanced oncology to helping you find a healthier path. And hold that pose. Three, two, one. Being there when and where our neighbors need us. The doctor will be right in. That's community. And why so many people trust Methodist. Hi, this is Roger of the Roger and Beth team at Century 21 Judge Fight. The real estate market is far more dynamic today than it has ever been, with values changing quickly. Now is the time to get an update on your real estate portfolio. We're offering a no-cost, no-obligation real estate portfolio review to all About Mansfield podcast listeners. Visit our website at homesinmansfield.com to learn more and to stay on top of what's happening in your neighborhood. Thank you for allowing us to serve you as your go-to Mansfield area real estate resource. Again, that's homesinmansfield.com. Congratulations to Sheila Betzel, who was the first person to email the correct answer to last week's trivia question. Which U.S. congressman is buried in the Mansfield Cemetery? Sheila knew that former U.S. Congressman Oscar William Gillespie is the lone congressman buried in the Mansfield Cemetery. Born in 1858, Gillespie graduated from Mansfield College in 1885, earned a law degree, and served three terms in Congress from 1903 to 1911. Gillespie resumed the practice of law until his death in 1927 at age 69. 
when we come back this week's trivia question. This is about Mansfield. Hey, it's Steve Casillo. I want to take a second to tell you about Podcast Mansfield Recording Studio. It's where we record and produce the About Mansfield podcast episodes. Podcast Mansfield is a full-service studio with recording, editing, mixing, and mastering capabilities, and can even help market your podcast. Podcast Mansfield is home to such great locally produced shows, such as Ask Philip, Daughter of the Other Woman, Stir the Pot, He Loves Me, He Loves Me Not, and we are TPM, just to name a few, and also handles post-production duties for remote clients such as Coaching Through Chaos out of San Diego and Military Resource Radio out of Detroit. So whether you're a hands-on person who just needs a place to record your podcast or need advice from concept to completion, Podcast Mansfield is there to help. Conveniently located on Heritage Parkway just off of 287 in Mansfield, mention the About Mansfield podcast and record your first episode at no charge. For more information on starting your podcast, or if you're looking for a better place to record, Podcast Mansfield Recording Studio can be found on the internet at podcastmansfield.com. Hi, this is Joe Jenkins with Joe Jenkins Farmers Insurance, specializing in auto, home, commercial, and life insurance. I was born and raised here in Mansfield, Texas. We're active in the community, and Mansfield's a town we really care about. Our office has over 30 years experience in the insurance industry, and we're passionate about what we do and about customer service. For a free quote, please visit our website at joejenkinsinsurance.com or give us a call at 817-472-6058. Once again, that website is joejenkinsinsurance.com. It's time right now for the highly coveted, wildly popular about Mansfield trivia question. The first person to email the correct answer to trivia at aboutmansfield.com will receive a $25 gift card to a local Mansfield eatery. And I tell you what, these are pretty good eateries. Brought to you by Joe Jenkins Insurance. Whether you're looking for homeowners, auto, commercial, or any other type of insurance, Joe has helped Mansfield area residents understand the insurance coverage that best fit their needs since 2010. You can find him on the internet at joejenkinsinsurance.com. Let's get to this week's question, Colleen. Well, Steve, if you've ever traveled on North Street in historic Mansfield between Oak Street and Newt Patterson, you can't miss the railroad trestle as you look to the west while crossing the tracks. The trestle, which prevents Union Pacific trains from plummeting into the murky depths of Walnut Creek, is one of the oldest operating trestles in the state and one of the most visited sites of interest in Mansfield. It's also a favorite backdrop for musicians as well as high school senior photos. This week's trivia question is, what year was the railroad trestle near North Street built? Email your answer to trivia at aboutmansfield.com. Again, in what year was the railroad trestle near North Street built? Hi there, my name's Angela Thorne with Moses Movement, and you're listening to About Mansfield. Let's open up the features section. Let's head on over to the science desk where roving science reporter Dennis Webb compares his personal telescope with the Webb telescope. Dennis? Thank you, Steve. A couple weeks ago, we talked about the first operational science image from the recently activated James Webb Space Telescope. This was the deepest photo made to date and showed lots of galaxies from near the beginning of the universe. Astronomer Rohan Naidu of the Harvard Center for Astrophysics used spectroscopic data to measure the redshift of one of the faint red blobs in this picture. 
This is the oldest galaxy ever imaged, dating back 13.5 billion years. This is thought to be how it looked 300 million years after the universe was created in the Big Bang. We think about space telescopes making dazzling pictures that get into NASA press releases, on the internet, magazine covers, and computer screen wallpaper, but much of astronomy is done by studying the spectrum of light from these objects. This information is a series of numbers measuring the relative intensity of various colors in the light, and in this case includes a lot of the infrared spectrum that is invisible to humans. Knowing the distance from spectroscopy, Dr. Naidu and his team were able to use a photograph to determine it is a small galaxy, 4,000 light years across. This is 1 25th the size of our own Milky Way galaxy. The newly discovered galaxy has a small fraction of 1% of the number of stars in our Milky Way, so it's a little bitty galaxy. If we could somehow travel near this galaxy, this, this is a thought experiment, it's physically impossible, it would not be there today. Long ago, it would have merged its stars with those of other nearby small galaxies, perhaps to have formed a large spiral or elliptical galaxy, the kinds we see in our nearby corner of the universe. You may have seen a scary headline, Webb Telescope Suffered Uncorrectable Damage in a Meteoroid Hit. It's a sensational headline, but not as bad as it sounds. What is true is a larger-than-expected tiny space rock at one of the mirror segments. These hits were expected to happen over time, and in fact astronomers have detected roughly one impact a month about what was expected. The telescope has tools for astronomers to detect and measure these expected impacts and determine the effect on optical performance. The optical degradation is measurable, but still well within the design margins. That's fancy engineer talk that says the telescope is fine. I'm reminded of a Texas telescope story. Near Fort Davis in West Texas, the University of Texas has the McDonnell Observatory. It has the largest telescopes in Texas up on Mount Locke. If you're out there, go get the tour. Anyway, in 1970, a recently hired employee had an emotional breakdown. Took his 9mm pistol and shot seven rounds into the primary mirror of one of the smaller, not the biggest, but still big telescope. He also beat on it with a hammer. He was arrested and committed to a mental institution. While he probably expected the mirror to shatter, it did not. It actually did not change the mirror much at all, less than 1% loss of light gathering from the seven small craters. Like most research telescopes, the glass in this mirror is not plain old Coke bottle glass, but a special formulation. This glass is not designed to be bulletproof, though it was, as the special glass formulation is to keep the optical figure of the mirror the same as the temperature changes. It's a big deal. Anyway, the telescope returned to its observations the next night. I understand when they recoat this mirror surface, something that happens every few years, someone has to go paint the small craters with fresh flat black paint to maximize the optical performance. A personal aside, in the 1990s I built a telescope with a smaller 18-inch mirror, still a huge telescope, through poor design on my part, a loose piece of the telescope fell on the mirror, digging a chip. Really embarrassing. On advice of my telescope-making friends, I've painted over the damage with flat black paint and have used it ever since. My mirror would not have survived a gunshot, as it's made of simple, cheap glass. If you have any questions about science, send an email to info at aboutmansfield.com. 
From the Science Desk at About Mansfield, I'm Dennis Webb. Angel Biasati is here to provide us with helpful health tips in today's Methodist Mansfield News to Know. Backyard barbecues, swimming in the lake, family reunions, they're all our favorites in the summertime. However, a barbecue can turn dangerous if you're not paying attention, and you might find yourself in the emergency room. Burns are a big concern when grilling especially on the fingers, the palm, and your face. Dr. Gary Alexander, Medical Director of Trauma Services, offers these tips. Burns always need to be evaluated because the extent of the injury isn't always known immediately. When it's time to fire up a charcoal grill, add lighter fluid slowly and lean away from the grill to prevent flash burns. Consider wearing welding gloves to protect your hands. Also, remember to keep an eye on the children and remind them not to play too close to the grill, even when you're finished cooking. Backyard cooks should also wear closed-toed shoes in case food or utensils fall from the grill. Also, shoes can help keep the soles of the feet from burning on hot pavement. If you do get burned, Place cool towels around the burn, which can provide some fast relief while you make your way to the emergency room. When you're at the lake, always remember to wear a life vest and keep your distance from the boat's propellers. Drink plenty of water and don't overindulge in alcohol, a leading cause of boating accidents. Dr. Alexander also suggests you have at least one other person with you when boating fishing, or swimming to stay as safe as possible this summer. With Methodist Mansfield News to Know, I'm Angel Biasati reporting for the About Mansfield podcast. Realtor Beth Steinke is here and has this week's Mansfield real estate market update. It was quite by happenstance that we landed in Mansfield when we moved to Texas. We considered Keller, North Richland Hills, Arlington, and other cities. In the end, we found a great house at a great value and ultimately made Mansfield our home. And boy, am I glad we did. Today, I look back and I think that was divine providence at work as this city has been so very good to us. When I have a client who is considering Mansfield, here are a few of the selling points I share with them. Well, one of the most obvious selling points are the schools. They truly do offer so much for our kids. From the Dr. Sarah K. Jandruko Early Learners Academy with some of the most innovative learning experiences available for our preschoolers, to the foreign language academies preparing our high schoolers for life in a global economy, to Ben Barber Innovation Academy teaching the real-world skills needed and providing excellent opportunities to explore different career paths, Mansfield ISD really does offer something for everyone. The park system is quite phenomenal. This is probably one of the first cities I've lived in with so many different types of parks available. The Oliver Nature Park on Matlock and the Linear Trails offer amazing scenery and plenty of acres to explore. Throw a party over at Chandler or Rose Park, and don't forget the dog park on Broad to hang out with your furry friends. My personal favorites are the pocket parks on the east side of town that are usually super quiet for our toddler grandson just now learning to explore climbing, running, and swinging. The variety of restaurants and shopping options are continually expanding. No more driving to Carrollton for revolving sushi. We have a Kari. No more driving to Dallas or Southlake for a high-end dining experience. Just visit the vault right here in town. You don't have to visit the Parks Mall. We have Belk and TJ Maxx, among other clothes shopping options. Not to mention Home Depot, Lowe's, and the often overlooked but really terrific Ace Hardware on Matlock. 
After a long day of shopping, we've got you covered at Dirty Job Brewing Company or Poured, our very own wine bar with delicious food options too. If desserts are more your thing, be sure to check out the newest addition to Mansfield, Cineholic. Cinnamon rolls aren't just for breakfast anymore, y'all. And swing into nothing but cakes to bring a delicious cake to the next party you're attending. If you're more looking for something on the healthy side, we've got you covered at Mana Juice Bar or Edible Arrangement for all of your fruit tray needs. Academy has all of our sports and recreation needs covered for a fun day at Hawaiian Falls or Big League Dreams. Golf is available for everyone at Mansfield National and for members and their guests at Walnut Creek Country Club. We even have club volleyball and ice hockey facilities in town. The librarians over at the Public Library have so many terrific programs available for all ages. You've definitely missed out if you haven't jumped on the Mansfield Reads bandwagon each year, a program where the entire city reads one book and then gets to meet the author. Or the Thousand Books Before Kindergarten program, simply awesome. As soon as the renovation is completed over at the library, be sure to let Yolanda and Faria know I sent you by to check out all that they have to offer. Have you visited the Manhouse Historical Museum or the Mansfield Historical Museum and Heritage Center? I know Jessica over there would be thrilled to share some cool Mansfield facts with you and help you research whatever you'd like to know about our great city's history. Don't forget our local charitable organizations doing so much good for our local folks struggling. From the Harvesting in Mansfield Center, providing food for our school-age kids, to the Mansfield Mission Center, providing medical care, clothing, food, and all sorts of counseling programs to help empower those facing challenging times. And don't forget to drop off those donations in your trunk at the thrift store. This list is just scratching the surface of what makes Mansfield a wonderful place to call home, but it really is the people that give the city its heart. You won't be broken down on the side of the road long without several offers of help. You won't be fighting battles alone with neighbors that truly do care, and you surely won't go hungry if you have a crisis and need help. Mansfield residents will go out of their way to help their friends and neighbors. I could go on and on, but I would love to know what made you call Mansfield home and what makes you stay. Drop me a line about your favorite Mansfield hotspot so next time I'm selling our city to a prospective resident, I'll include yours on the list. Now let's get to this week's Mansfield real estate market update. As of Tuesday, July 26, there are 115 active and available homes for sale in Mansfield, excluding new construction. Homes range from 250000 with the list topping out at $2.4 million, with 10 homes priced over 900000 But more exciting news, there are 20 homes priced under three fifty. A quick check of stats this week in Mansfield show that we have 24 homes that sold at an average of 102% of list price. Are there real estate topics you want to learn more about? Send us a message at info at aboutmansfield.com. For the About Mansfield podcast, I'm Beth Steinke with Century 21 Judge Fight. Shaken or stirred, either way, you know it's going to be good as Brian Certain is serving up another cocktail of the week. This week's cocktail of the week is the Texas Conclusion. If you really want to beat the heat with a cocktail, the best advice that you can get would probably come from a Texan. The Texas Conclusion has the added advantage of utilizing full-bodied Treaty Oak Ghost Hill bourbon, ensuring that the identity of the whiskey will sing right through the chorus of other ingredients. But don't worry about taking notes, as I'll be giving out the ingredients and instructions and posting them on bourbongospel.com. The ingredients. You're going to use two ounces of Treaty Oak Ghost Hill bourbon. You're going to use one ounce of lavender lemon syrup, recipe to follow. You're going to use one ounce of lemon juice and then a half ounce of Montenegro. And then you're going to use ginger beer or ginger ale to top. Preparation. You're going to add all the ingredients 
except for the ginger beer or ginger ale. Add it to a shaker, fill with ice, shake vigorously, and then strain into a coupe glass. Top with cold ginger beer or ginger ale, and then garnish with a dehydrated lemon wheel. To make the lavender simple syrup, it's eight ounces of lemon juice, eight ounces of sugar, one cup of water, one strip of lemon zest, and one tablespoon of dry lavender. Preparation. Put a saucepan over medium heat. Combine the sugar and lemon juice with a cup of water. Stir until it forms a syrup. Add in the zest and the lavender, and then simmer for several minutes. Then strain out the lavender and the zest, and you can store that mixture and allow to cool before using. As always, I'm open to hear your take and your input. You can reach me at bourbongospel at gmail.com. And until next week, as Mark Twain said, too much of anything is bad, but too much whiskey is barely enough. Reporting for the About Mansfield podcast, I'm Brian Certain. Hi, this is Mansfield ISD Superintendent Dr. Kimberly Cantu, and you're listening to About Mansfield. Thank you, Doctor, and welcome back to another segment of About Mansfield. I'm Steve Casillo as we make the transition from news to features to talk. And in this studio today, it is part two with our interview with Mansfield Methodist Medical Center President Juan Fresquez. Enjoy. Do you like to travel? I do. Uh, My wife and I travel a lot, uh, and then, of course, work. Uh, unfortunately, over the past two years has limited a lot of us traveling. Yeah, that's true. What's your favorite uh, city in the world to travel to? Oh, gosh. Uh, you know, my wife and I really enjoyed going to Japan. Huh. Uh, we spent uh, some time in the Chiba prefecture uh, in Noda. It's a small Japanese uh city uh that we just we just fell in love with and a few things that you fell in love with what, oh, what is it you about know, i felt like there were times where well, we walked everywhere but there were yeah. times i felt like we'd gone back in time to the like the 50s i remember walking uh down the sidewalk and passing a gas station and saw a car pull up and drive over the 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 cords that ring the bell. Yeah, yeah. And so the car parks and I see two or three people run out. And the attendants come out. Checking tires, <laughs> opening the hood, checking oil, filling gas. And my wife and I just stared at each other like, wow, this is, you know, we hadn't seen, I haven't, I hadn't seen that since the seventies. Yeah. Uh, and so it really took us back and they were in uniforms. Uh, then just the, uh, the culture, uh, very, uh, respectful, uh, um, and you know, we learned, we read, of course, we like to read a lot before we go travel to make mm-hmm. sure that we're up to speed on the culture. But, you know, one of the things that impressed me was their, uh, their pride in everything they do. When we, when I went to the bank to cash, uh, traveler's checks, uh, the, uh, the tellers, you know, counted that, uh, counted that money three times. And, hmm. uh, one of the things you never wanted to do was, you know, take it and recount it in front of them. That's just, oh, insult. No. and so, uh, just, but, uh, the, the reverence, the bow, the bowing, uh, just, it was, uh, it really was, in, uh, enjoyable, uh, because, you know, so much, I think some, we've lost so much, uh, humanity and, and just, Friendliness, uh, although not in Mansfield. Uh, I have to say that's. Uh, I knew when we got to Mansfield, this is where I wanted to retire. Oh, nice! I was like this is it for me. This is my going to be my last hospital, and I'm going to retire here in Mansfield. So we built well, our forever home. That's good because one of the questions I had thought of was, uh, all right, uh, he's he's gone from he he's the president of Methodist Mansfield, but I know there's also Methodist Dallas. 
does he have this ambition to move on to a bigger a, a bigger campus, a bigger uh, medical center. And, but well, the, the Methodist Health System has, five, let's see, six hospitals now, yeah. soon to be seven when we open our hospital in Salina. Uh, and that's, uh, we're in the process of uh, breaking ground on that and I would say the next few months. Uh, so excite, exciting there to have another hospital. Um, I actually opened the hospital, uh, as was the president of the hospital, we opened in Midlothian when it first opened. And uh, so it's not my my first time being uh, you know considered for other opportunities. Uh, the Methodist Health System though is is defined to the the DFW Metroplex area, mm-hmm. and so whether I get asked to uh, serve at another hospital in the in in Methodist Health System, uh, I, I don't think it's going to change where I live. Uh, but I, I really have no desire to do that. I, I'm enjoying what we're doing in Mansfield. We have great plans for the Methodist Mansfield Hospital, and I see myself being uh, tied to what we're going to be doing uh, for the next five five years at the least. Well, let's talk about those. February 2019 brought you to Mansfield, and yes, it, it's, it's you. Methodist Mansfield just celebrated 15 years. Yes. You had this wonderful uh, drone light show uh, celebration, uh, uh, light display on on the, the first 15th. in Mansfield. The yes, first it drone. was. Yes, uh, on the 15th anniversary. And um, what? How did uh, how did you actually come to Mansfield? You. You obviously, there's the process. There's a job opening. You applied for the job, and and or someone sought you out, and and so for usually for executive for uh, president CEO type positions, mm-hmm. uh, if there's not a uh, internal candidates in the pipeline, uh, and many health systems now have those candidates in their pipelines that they're bringing up, uh, they'll reach out to outside executive uh, search firms. And so I knew I wanted to come back to Texas. Uh, I knew that Tenet, the health system I was working with, was divesting hospitals in the cities that I wanted to to be. And so it became clear to me that I would have to to leave that health system. So I put my name out with some uh, different executive recruiters. Mm -hmm. Uh, They interview you and kind of figure out what your, uh, where you'd like to be, kind of what your strengths are, uh, experience, Compensation expectations. They kind of have their t- uh, a stable, if you will, of candidates. And then when they get engaged to find candidates for different roles, they can kind of look at their team of, or their group of recruits and narrow that list down and present. And so that's how I came to Methodist. They were using a search firm that uh, contacted me and said, hey, we, we know you want to be in Texas. We know what your interests are. Sure. Uh, we know what your strengths are. And you're, uh, at the time, Methodist was was seeking uh, uh, a leader, knowing that there was going to be, that Methodist was going to be going from one hospital in Mansfield to another hospital that was going to be uh, joining the Mansfield community. And they wanted a leader that was used to working in a an environment uh, where there was uh Let's just say competition, and so uh, uh, yeah, I, I went down the street. Yeah, went down the street. Uh-huh. Uh, I interviewed, and uh, well, they, I was contacted and uh, had a few Zoom, a few uh, video interviews. At the time, Zoom really wasn't happening back yeah. then, uh, and 
uh, so I did a few video interviews and then uh, came in late. I think that that was a late entry from what I've heard from some of our community leaders that were part of the interview process. Okay. And so when I showed up on the scene, uh, I think my energy and my future vision for the hospital really got people excited. And that was uh, that uh, next. And I loved this. As soon as I drove to the hospital and drove into the community, it was markedly different than I remembered uh, from, from growing up in the Metroplex. Of course, I was familiar with the, the surrounding uh, towns yeah. and cities uh, surrounding the Metroplex. And I, had, I think I'd been I'd been through Mansfield when I was in high school, perhaps attending a football game or something. I don't remember what brought me down to Mansfield. And uh, what a change when I drove in and saw the hospital. Uh, it, it looked to me like almost like a hotel. Oh, sure. uh, that was what was striking at first. And I knew just from the looking at the hospital, uh, that was energizing. Then it seems as you pass by it, it seems like it's, it's, it's the anchor of the city. You've, you've down the street, you've got city hall, which is mm-hmm. in a sense, the anchor, but, but you've got this, uh, really this, this four story, five story, five story, five story building that, that, is got to be one of the tallest in in Mansfield. I think it is the tallest. Uh, and, and yeah, it, and of course we're looking to expand and make it even taller. What uh, when you when you started in 2019? What was the most difficult part of your job settling in versus now in 2022? What is the most difficult part of your job? Well, certainly much has changed with with the pandemic, mm-hmm. uh, and the priorities changed quite a bit. Uh, for for I think for all healthcare providers, uh, you know, I knew coming in that we had uh, a mission which was to continue to be the healthcare of choice for the community. And the you know, my pre- my two predecessors had done a remarkable job of developing the hospital, developing a very strong culture uh, in the it, within the hospital with the employees and the medical staff, uh, and then develop just really strong relationships with the community. And that was probably the biggest pressure point for me was not having any of that backslide. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and unfortunately, that was a big challenge during the pandemic when we were all sequestered. And so it made it very difficult to make, to continue to nurture and support the relationships uh, in the community that the way we used to in the past, uh, because events weren't occurring like, right. like they, like they, to give us the opportunity to, to be visible and sponsor in ways that we had in the past. So that first year was, you know, all about, uh, you know, people think that healthcare is just about providing quality healthcare, which it is. That's the number one goal for us. Uh, but it's also about relationships. And, you know, that's because you know, patients have a choice. Physicians have a choice sure. of where they want to practice. And so uh, knowing that there, that there was, you know, again, soon to be uh, other healthcare systems entering our, our, our marketplace, it was important for us to, to, to continue to work hard to to, to be the choice that patients would want. Right. And so much of the energy and thinking at the time had been about, you know, just making sure that we continue to do what we're doing uh, so that patients want to continue to come to Methodist Mansfield for their care. Uh, you know, I was, you know, thinking a little bit more uh, forward and realizing that as the community is growing and continuing to grow, 
we as a health system need to not just grow from an expansion perspective, but grow from a services perspective. And so we have a word we use in healthcare we call acuity, which is the the level of uh, the level of care that we provide. So, and I knew we would need to to, to start delivering a higher acuity service. Right. Uh, and so, for uh, uh, example, um, for for cardiac, you know, we again, most hospitals are uh, doing you know cardiac catheterizations. That's a pretty routine uh, cardiac procedure. Uh, but, you know, starting to do electrophysiology, which is, uh, you know, treating atrial fibrillation, um, maybe starting to look at structural heart programs where we're expanding now the services that we provide to a higher level. Um, and so looking at all the different service lines and where we were at the time when I arrived and meeting with the medical staff and finding out where the gaps to that we have to fill to take us to that next level. Um, when I arrived, we were a level three trauma center. We're still mm-hmm. a level three trauma center, but we're on our way to become a level two trauma center. And to put that in perspective, uh, if you think about uh, the, at the highest level is level one, level one trauma center. That's right. what Parkland is. That's what uh, JPS is. That's what Methodist Dallas is. Um, the the next level is a level two trauma center. And the only difference between a level one and a level two is uh, residents, having residents, uh, and, and research. Um, but everything else clinically and the care delivery that you have to, re- to provide for emergent trauma patients is the same level of expectation that is required from the American College of Sur- Surgeons to deem that that level of trauma. So to get to level two, we need a larger city. Um, more well, residents. We, we actually no, no, no. When I say no. residents, I meant oh, uh, residents medical, that are uh, working in. I meant medical because you have interns <laughs> that are gotcha. that are physicians that go through their internship and then they choose to specialize and so they become residents and so they're. Uh, and then and, research, meaning that it's a teaching, learning. Um, not necessarily no. acad- an academic facility or university type facility, but more doing research and some conducting research. Okay. And so we're actually can check that box. We're doing quite a bit of research, but resident having residents, uh, medical staff residents is a, is a little more challenging because you have to have a, a, a what we call graduate medical education slots for residents to apply and fill. And so, and those are uh, much harder to. Uh, they're a finite number, and so there's. Uh, we have all of our residents at Methodist Dallas, and You're so right. that's uh, where our slots are cohorted. Um, and again, there's no reason for us to pursue level one when level two provides the care that we want to deliver to the community at that high at that high level. And so that's that's the exciting part for us as the community of Mansfield's growing. There is no level one trauma center uh, this far south, and hmm. so with this bifurcation of, of Highway 287 and 360, where Mansfield Methodist Mansfield's sitting is the perfect location for us to be uh, that first point of care for uh, patients to the south uh, to not have to chopper all the way into Dallas right. or all the way into Fort Worth. Um, and so that's uh, that it was, you know, what I saw is we really need, you know, Methodist, if 
needs to move forward in our thinking and raise our level of acuity to be able to provide that level of care. And it's understood that as that you know, as a community hospital that we've been for the past fifteen years, you know, those that care is always going to be needed. Um, but we need to be providing this high level of care uh, so that our patients in Mansfield, our citizens in Mansfield, aren't having to leave for high level trauma and. That's uh, that is something that, for, to me, is very important, and uh, in, in something that I see we we must accomplish. Uh, you know, when I, I tell people when I left Dallas back in 1980, uh, 81, yeah, my family had actually moved to Richardson, and my younger brother was uh, going to Lake Highlands High School, and so he played you know basketball, played uh, against the Plano High School team, and so we went to Plano a lot, and I remember thinking. Uh, I saw how Plano was then and what they've become now. And when I got back to Mansfield uh, or to, to the Metroplex and moved into Mansfield, I saw Mansfield and said, this kind of reminds me of where Plano was 40 years ago. And so having the opportunity to to see that internally in my head and know this is where we're destined to be really put in my head what we need uh, to do at the hospital, right? Uh, to get ahead of that, and right. so that then takes us to the plans that we have for expansion, and which actually leads into my next question. Sure. And that uh, my wife and I moved here in 2004, where there was no hospital, and then is it now in 2006, we 2006, uh, we've watched the hospital expand. There was just the first professional building. Now there's the second professional building. The the second tower. The second tower. Uh, what's what's in the future of, of Methodist Mansfield? Um, exciting. To, a third to, tower? A, a third tower, absolutely. Seriously, okay. Um, you know, we have quite a bit of space that uh, that Methodist purchased, and that was good thinking, you know, wise thinking on the health system's part to acquire quite a bit of land to so yeah. allow for expansion and growth. I think the hospital's grown faster than anyone expected. Uh, we have in our sec in our second tower, the B tower, uh, it was built. In, well, opened in 2016, mm-hmm. and at that time, we left the very top floor as a shell floor. So it's uh, it is white boxed. It's finished out, but it's not complete. It's not completed. Uh, so you can you know get up in there and it's air conditioned, but there's there's the rooms. It's just open. Yeah, and so the the, the first plan is to build out that shelf floor, which our goal is to have that be an expansion of our ICU critical care beds. And, you know, which really fits the the plan for us having raising our acuity level. Uh, we obviously have more need for ICU beds. <clears throat> and so that's uh, that's the first phase. Uh, the second phase will be to expand, uh, well, uh, add uh, double our number of operating room suites. So we currently have eight ORs, eight operating rooms, and mm-hmm. we will take that to 16 operating rooms. So that's phase two. Um, in order to move the operating rooms out, we are going to need to, you know, push, you know, push out into the street that's behind the hospital. And so we have this road back there. We have this hospital drive. Hospital drive, yeah. Uh, that goes from Matlock across to Miller. And so our, our plan is to actually take that road and move it to the roundabout on Matlock uh, and connect to that roundabout. Oh, that roundabout. Then, Everybody hates that roundabout. Um, but 
Except for me. <laughs> oh, and um, so th- there, th- that roundabout will uh, then have a spur that comes off and cuts across to Miller to really join our campus fully. And that will then create the space for us to be able to build out our third tower. Uh, the third tower that we're envisioning as part of our master plan is a seven-story tower. Wow. Uh, so they'll actually be po- peeking out above uh, the B Tower. Uh, and visible on broad. And so we'll have, you know, it, for me, it's very important that we not only provide the services, additional services we need in those additional beds, but also uh, have the curb appeal remain uh, or be appealing sure. uh, uh, as, as we drive by. So those um, uh, exterior elevations uh, are, are very important. And so, and I want the, the, what we see on that third tower from Broad Street to be really beautiful. Um, and it will actually be a matlock-facing tower. So instead of continuing to come out uh, horizontally, kind of a connecting uh, the tower, it'll spur off into the back of the campus okay. and kind of run perpend- or parallel to Matlock All right. uh, and move out towards our second medical office bu- or professional office building. Um, Ideally, I'd like to have a connector uh, to that second office building so that uh, our medical staff can come without having to leave exterior. And to go out in the 105-degree heat. Exactly. Um, Yeah. And so then there has been a lot of conversations that I've had recently with the city uh, to, you know, try and ensure that the the development that we have – uh, and the plans that we have match and marry well with what the city may be planning for future expansion as well. We're talking with Methodist Mansfield Medical Center President Juan Fresquez, and we will pick up a rare part three next week, including the ever-popular lightning round. As always, this is the place where you will hear the latest Mansfield news, sports, and weather. Until then, don't forget to like, follow, subscribe, share, love, or support this podcast if you haven't already so you never miss an episode. It's free and it's easy. Just enter your email address on our website, aboutmansfield.com. It's right there on the homepage. We will never send you any spam. We promise. About Mansfield is recorded at Podcast Mansfield Recording Studio. Hosts Steve Casillo and Colleen Daniel. Moment with the Mayor feature, Michael Evans. Science reporter, Dennis Webb, Methodist Mansfield News to Know, Angel Biasati, Mansfield Real Estate Market Update, Beth Steinke, Ask Terry Home Improvement, Terry Radswin, Cocktail of the Week, Brian Certain, Post-Production Editing, Mixing, and Mastering, Steve Casillo, and Jacob Atkinson. We thank you all for listening on behalf of the entire news team. I'm Steve Casillo, and this is about Mansfield. <laughs>